Welcome to Geek Girl Soup. I'm Susan. I'm Amelia. I'm Kelly. I'm Court. And I'm Chris. And welcome back to One and Done. This month, it's Freaks and Geeks. And yeah, I think we all are familiar with them, right? <laughs> Even before the yeah. show, right? Oh, yeah. Well, we certainly represent the geeks, at least, don't we? Mm-hmm. We do. We do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I played D&D in high school. Oh, Lord. I never have. <laughs> I played in uh, the, the library at the Young Adult Center. Wow. Ooh. After school. Excellent. Amelia, I think this is one of your favorite shows, right? It is one of my favorites, I guess you could say. I, this was probably my third or fourth um, time watching the series. Um, I did watch it when it originally aired. Um, and at the time, it was one of my favorites. I did notice watching it this time. I've had some opinion changes about okay. some people and some characters. So that was interesting. But yeah. So we know what Amelia was doing on her Saturday nights. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Is that when it aired? Yep. Okay. (laughs) It aired on Saturday. Obviously, I didn't watch it. (laughs) It was airing. (laughs) Yes, I watched it later after Amelia told me about it. (laughs) Yeah. I was either a freak or a geek, but I was not somebody who would have been out on a Saturday night, so... Only if there was like some band activity or something was I. So every Friday night I was at the football games because I was in the band. So (laughs) then if there was some event or something or there was like a drama, a play or something that we were doing, then I was out on a Saturday too. (laughs) And club got representation. Tuba. Tuba girl. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And Kelly, how about you? About watching it? About watching it, yeah. Oh, this is my first time. I thought it reminded me of my so-called life, only the lead character, and I've already forgotten all of their names except for Daniel for some reason, but Linda Cardellini's character I thought was kinder and less self-absorbed than Claire Danes and my so-called life. And... I easy. Is that what you Lizzie, said? Lizzie. Lizzie. Oh, okay. Thank you, Lizzie. And Lindsay. I felt like, okay. Lindsay. 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 Okay. <laughs> and I felt like we got to know all of the other characters in Freaks and Geeks a lot better than we got to know the other characters in my so-called life. I mean, we got to know some of them fairly well in my so-called life, but I felt like I knew these characters even more. You know, we spent a lot more time with Lindsay's brother and his friends. I loved that. I loved their storylines mm-hmm. and spending time with the individual freaks. It, it just, I loved it. And the depth of some of the storylines I thought was just fabulous. Chris? Uh, also my first time. Strangely, I have an opposite reaction to <laughs> the show <laughs> say it isn't so I, I i gotta say like uh having seen this in this order seeing um my so-called life which did come first right yes it, it aired 1994 and this one was 1999 
this show almost struck me as a carbon copy of yes. the previous show, except that it it was a little more comedic in nature and um, at times frustratingly forgetful of its previous episodes. Um, but we'll get into that when we get into storylines. Um, but I thought we got to know the characters in the previous show, uh, My So-Called Life, far more, especially the, some of the side characters, like you say, uh, the parents, we got to know way more mm -hmm. than we do here. This was more sitcom setup versus that being a full-on drama uh, setup where I, I thought the characters were a lot more case in point. Seth Rogen's character doesn't get featured until very, very late in the show. And I was like, who is this character <laughs> throughout the whole thing? So to, to me, and I don't, I don't know, I was very colored by the, the order in which we saw these things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Having seen my so-called life, watching this was like a do-over. And I, it was a strange do-over with, you know, some weird steps. I did enjoy it. I, I didn't not like it, but I, I think I preferred the first one I saw. And maybe if I'd seen this one first, that, that balance would have been mixed in, in, in a different way. Yeah. And you're totally right about Seth Rogen's character. I like I was actually slow to warm up to this, to Freaks and Geeks, and I still prefer my so-called life. And I'm particularly thinking about the second half of the single season series. <laughs> I think the second half is particularly when we got to know the characters better. I'd agree. I'd agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's also weird in that, like, there are two totally, like, the freaks and the geeks. There's, like, uh, two competing storylines here. The, the brothers storyline is just as important as like it's not really Linda Cardellini's show she mm -hmm. may be the headliner in it but I think they're both on equal tiers like we we get to know those three boys as much as we mm -hmm. get to know uh, Linda Linda and her freakish crew yeah Court how about you your intro to the show and this was like Kelly this was my first time watching it um I, I was aware it was on but for whatever reason it just wasn't in my rotation back then and then I was aware of it being like a cult classic that people just loved and will always refer back to um but yeah this was my, my my entrance into it and I see why it is so beloved um and it also has the added feature of so many of the actors being just like character actors, like faces that we know. Like I, I was watching yeah. the show and I'm like, oh my God, oh yeah. Or who's that person again? And so like it just from start to finish with it. Um, as for the vibe of it, I didn't even think of my so-called life at all because it's supposed to be set in the eighties, right? Mm -hmm. Is that, yeah. okay. And so like for, for me, yeah. So for me, um, my so-called life is very nineties. And so with the music and everything, I didn't even think of my so-called life at all, even though it has the same setup um, or similar setup, but like that's so many other shows. So like, I, I just watched it and took it for what it was. And um, like you guys, um, yes, they got more into depth into the different layers of the other characters later on, but I, I, 
I think I maybe enjoyed this more than my so-called life. Like that was a little bit of a drag to get through, which I love. It's classic, but like this, like I, I just enjoyed it all the way through. And you, you mentioned the music. Yeah, I, I, I love the music in this because, you know, yeah. I guess it was a lot of what I was listening to, especially the, the, the Who episode. So. Yeah. And um, gosh, what's his name? Uh, Nick, the guy who plays Nick. He's in this, um, he's in this movie. Like uh, this might be my, you know. Oh, um, the one uh, on Netflix? Was it Windfall? No, 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 no. Um, I, my entry with him is how I, how I Met Your Mother. That's where I know him. <laughs> okay. yeah. Jason Siegel. Jason yeah. Siegel, yes, yes. But like he plays this character in I Love You Man with um, Paul Rudd. And, like I feel like Nick is his character grown up because he's obsessed with Rush. And I was like, oh, yeah, so they carried this forward. It's Rush. That's Nick. But yeah, I, I just, I, I kept thinking of that, about that. And I wanted Paul Rudd to have a cameo in this somehow, some way, but it didn't happen. So I love, love music and Freaks and Geeks. I prefer the music and Freaks and Geeks than the 90s stuff. Funny enough, by the end of it, um, my husband was kind of half watching it with me as well. And by the end of it, hearing the theme song he was like no I can't <laughs> not listen to that again <laughs> skip and intro it, skip intro <laughs> yes I think there was there was it was we were watching something and it may have been on Hulu and there was a commercial that had the song and I had just told him this is the last episode you don't have to hear that song ever again because we won't watch the show and then this commercial came out <laughs> yes same thing and i was yeah. doing the double take i'm like wait another there's another there's a 19th i'm like oh crap <laughs> oh my god but uh, amelia like watching it like i was i was, I was jamming with it throughout the season through the, the whole season but by that final episode i was like no nah, yeah i don't know what it was it was weird yeah it may be that you're only getting like that, whatever, 30 second, 40 second bit of the song. You don't get a chance to complete it. And so. I do like the intro where they're taking the school photos and, mm-hmm. you know, you see their faces and you're imagining the photographer taking the shots and like starting with Linda Cardellini and she's smiling and then like looking, it's like, oh my God, he he got a terrible shot and with some of them you know they did and then used to get the end the photos in the yearbook and they're all terrible except for hers which isn't fabulous but at least it's fine and yeah those horrifying days of school photos I did notice this time around with the um, the theme and the intro if you watch in the background um I think it's Jason Siegel and maybe James Franco are rubbing their eyes when they're off to the side. So then when they sit down, their eyes are incredibly red, which I had never noticed before. <laughs> Another thing I noticed was that the backgrounds, when they take the shot, are either blue skies or a drab gray. And some mm. of the freaks are fr- drab gray, like Franco's gray and Nick is gray. But like the geeks, including Mar- Martin Starr at the end, are, are blue skies. And I, I was wondering if that was like a hint towards potential futures. Mm-hmm. Because there's those who were actually working at getting a grade. And then there were those who were, who were just coasting. 
I just but, get really dark, Chris. That's me. Come on. I was thinking like the last show, <laughs> if you remember, <laughs> in my so-called life, I had a theory that, oh, this is leading up to a school shooting. So it's like, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's just where my mind goes. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, this one got serious a couple times, you know, mm-hmm. with um, the allergic reaction, you know, mm-hmm. that yeah. it's like, oh, I almost killed you. Sorry. And, and the yeah. intersex girlfriend exactly oh yeah that was fabulous mm-hmm. yeah i loved her i loved that storyline yeah. mm-hmm. what am i busy phillips is that her no oh, it's tuba no. girl amy amy oh the tuba girl oh, oh, oh. yeah I, well oh, uh, busy phillips. Frank, yeah franco's girlfriend had a traumatic yes. storyline there going on mm-hmm. as well and yeah. down. Oh my oh god. Yes. I never I mean it's like I recognized her name yes. and then I had to go back and I'm like oh my gosh that is and out. Oh my god. I recognized her voice immediately. Did but you? yeah, I I did I had to pause. Think wait. Wow. Yeah. 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 And did you notice who her brother was? The one who had brain damage and was would sleep on the couch all day. Oh yeah, oh. yeah that was Mike White, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. Mike White, <laughs> yeah. who gets a credit throughout, but like is not in any of the um, ancillary um, talks about the show. Like I, I watched a little documentary on Freaks and Geeks, okay. expecting I'm not yeah I'm Freaks and Geeks and expecting Mike White to show up or at least be mentioned. Nothing. <laughs> I, I wonder if he had a weird falling out with uh, with Judd. Hmm. It's curious to me because, like, he's the uh, I think he's like executive producer on the entire show, or he had Something. some credit, yeah, that yeah. was in every single season, and he mm-hmm. wrote one of them, and it was like, oh yeah, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> it was Which the one, one he appeared. The only one he appeared. Oh, the one he appeared. Okay, all right. He wrote himself in as the, the brain yeah. damaged brother <laughs> lying on the couch. <laughs> good times. Oh good times. What were some other highlights of the uh, the season? I I like the turn, like you were talking about earlier, um, that we got where um, the bully had put a peanut and um, was it not Sam? Um, Bill, Bill, and, and Bill sandwich, and because he was like, oh, he's faking it. He he's faking it, and then you know he finds out, oh shit, no, this is real, and then we get that awesome reveal um, in the hospital room, and then not only like that, he's re- revealed that he wanted to be friends with them, that he wanted to go do this thing with them. Um, like Bill gets to hear that, and and then mm-hmm. he later invites um, the bully to go with them somewhere. Of course, the he movie. doesn't because he wasn't. Yeah, to, to, to the movie. Um, he wasn't. Oh no! Go. It was a convention. They were going. They were because yeah, they were all up. dressed up. Yeah. yeah. Oh right, right. It was a sci-fi convention. He was like, I just can't. Yeah. <laughs> He's on his but bike, which has I, I gears. Love, <laughs> I love that he he showed up. Mm-hmm. I love that he showed up, and he was like, maybe I can do this thing, but he was like, nah. Um, one of the other highlights is when the parent. Oh no, no, no! Let's back it up. Uh, the parents read Lindsay's diary and you never want to read something that you're not supposed to read, but like the, the depths of, of which that they really shouldn't have read that. Like she, when she was talking about her mom and like her feelings, I never want to be them. I'm like, Oh crap. That's wild. Um, I, I really wish we would have gotten more 
from that, that would have been interesting. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like Chris said, since it's more of a sitcom, then of course it's going to end, you know, in one episode, but yeah, I like how that evolved in that episode, how the mom took it to heart and and was Mm -hmm. like, okay, I have to do something about this. I do want more than this. And and the, and the father was like, no, <laughs> keep Nothing reading, wrong. keep yeah. reading. <laughs> he was like, you no. know what happened? He died. <laughs> that was when the show originally aired. I very distinctly remember having a conversation with two people I worked with at the time. And I was trying to tell them about the show because it was like, the show is great. And that scene was the one that I was trying to tell them about because I found it so amusing the way the dad was like, you know where he is now? He died. He's dead. <laughs> and the people I was talking to just didn't get it. We clearly didn't have the same sense of humor. So yeah. Um, yeah. That always stuck with me. Um, I thought Joe and- was hilarious. I lo- love the episode where like the mom and dad get it on and the kids are at the door and <laughs> Sam is like hanging out and he's like, get over here. <laughs> Lindsay comes home and is like, are mom and dad here? Oh, are they still fight? Are they fighting? No. <laughs> Just the look of horror that crept into the faces as they realized that their parents are doing it. This <laughs> is just the best. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. And they come out and like, hey, you, y'all order dinner and let us know what it feels like. <laughs> that was fantastic. Yes. Um, I also loved Coach Biff Tannen. Yes. The series. Biff Tannen. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And when he and Bill's mom get together and mm-hmm. he tries to bond with Bill and Bill's friends. I loved all of that. Yeah. And the the yeah. prank calls. Yes. <laughs> yes. And the yeah. way he investigated the prank calls. Yes. <laughs> Read this line. Yes. <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the guy who's like the, the bully is just like laughing his ass off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then when that. Bill, sorry. Mm-hmm. No, you go, Kelly. Oh, well, and then how Bill finally got through to him and said, make me captain. Yes. That's you how you power. fix that. Yeah. 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 You can do it. Yeah. 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 And he had his like, moment in the sun with the Rocky music going oh. up for the catch. I was yes. crying for that. I was like, oh, he's going to miss it. No, he caught it. <laughs> but then he forgot the rest of the game. <laughs> Because that's the only thing that mattered. Yeah, he did one thing. (laughs) Well, and and we were set up for that because Sam said, I don't have anything else in me for pitching. (laughs) (laughs) It was the first, it ended up being the first out of the game. The first out. So that may have been the first batter for all we know at that point. But they set us up to believe it was the last out. <laughs> it was perfect it was perfect but yeah I like the I like how the coach really really listened to him like besides the guidance counselor he was like one of the people that really listened like um when Sam had his little problem after watching the porno and like they had that conversation I so badly wanted to be able to listen to hear what they were talking about but I just loved his whole relationship with the kids Yes. Like he was a favorite. A good guy teacher. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. 
And uh, I liked the whole sequence. I mean, this was several episodes of what was the third friend's name? Bill, Sam, and uh, Neil. Neil, thank you. Uh, Neil finding out about his dad. And when big brother um, David Crumholtz came back into town and he's like, yeah, it's been going on for years. But he was very compassionate about it with Neil. And then he finally tells his mom and his mom. I mean, it was it was a really complicated situation. That I thought was handled really well, and you know, on so all perfect, parts. Perfect casting with David Crumbles, who yes. I always, always loved. Yeah, mm-hmm. is he Mister Universe in Serenity? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I thought that's what was going on there. Uh, that storyline, as well as many of the storylines in the show, um, was actually something that happened to one of the writers on the show when they got together to put the show together they had like a meeting room where they got together and just spitballed ideas and it was like I want everything that ever happened to you in high school you know best worst whatever and this was one of the stories it was like that's the most traumatic thing I've ever heard like he, he found out well, his father left, and um, his father left without saying goodbye, but he knew he was nearby somewhere, and he had his clicker, so he mm. just went around and clicked until he found the house where his father had moved in with the woman he, he left the family for. Oh, so, like, wow. that, he's like, and and then they show him on the night of shooting that shot, <laughs> you know with the kid on the bike clicking the clicker he's like i can't believe i'm here and we're doing this now so like like all of the stories like this the story of um uh coming to school with the disco outfit um that was paul feig he he did that (laughs) and they were like paul feig did this like they would say how old were you when this happened and it's like he was like 17 <laughs> it's like he's always older <laughs> he's like all of the stories were he was older than everybody imagined he would be when the thing that he did that embarrassed him to to tears took place like the whole setup for paul he felt like he was the uh, uh he was the boy mm-hmm. um he didn't have a sister he always wanted a sister Aww. so she was made up and that's, you know, how this got created. It's like Judd Apatow got a a deal at uh, DreamWorks to uh, produce things. And uh, he had told his friends, you know, hey, if you got any ideas, bring them to me. And like, Feig just went, bam, <laughs> he, had written this, he had written this a while ago. He's like, I never expected him to actually have something. And, uh, you know, it... it became legend from there they took it the fox you should watch the documentary it's an excellent documentary sounds great okay so did you find out why it got canceled did the yeah. main people leave no like like <laughs> my so-called life no <laughs> this got killed this got killed oh. in the crib they were nbc at the time was going through a revolving oh, yeah. door of executives and the new guy who came in hated it 
hated the show. You know, it was getting incredible reviews, but like terrible ratings. But like they were doing everything they could to kill it. This is a Firefly scenario. It was like there would be weeks in between episodes. Like, you know, it it wouldn't air in a row. Um, There'd be like three weeks off and then it comes back. That is not how you get a loyal audience. But the guy hated it. (laughs) <laughs> he didn't Horrible. they would send him notes they would send notes to them saying can we have a win every now and then and then judd apatow would like be on the phone yelling at this guy <laughs> like just screaming because they weren't he wasn't going to compromise on what they were doing so like this was a, a davy and goliath story where goliath won and they interviewed that guy in the documentary <laughs> and they're like Hey, could you do me a favor? Could you put in his reaction to why Freaks and Geeks got canceled now? And then they cut to this guy and he's got this weird ass pompadour toupee. He just looks bizarre. And he's like, you know, just a jerk. He's an executive jerk who hated the show and killed it. Wow. Killed it in the crib, my friends. Where does he go? Who knows? And said that he was going to make it a point because they said none of these people are going to ever become anything. They can't be stars. He made it a point to keep all these people, you know, together after this thing went went away and Mm -hmm. make them stars. (laughs) It was like, and and Seth Rogen's like, if uh, if you wanted to, if my career is based on revenge, I'm 100% for that. <laughs> so yeah, it's a great documentary. Highly yeah. recommend. Now, what were their plans for, for the second season or later seasons if they had happened? Uh, they didn't go into it because they okay. knew it was dying and oh. they wrote an ending. The ending oh. with her going off to the uh, the dead it's like let's make her a deadhead that was okay, intended to wrap things up for okay. the show. yes it, but in my head canon Lindsay and nick are reunited down the road because you know that was going to happen yeah yeah uh, that, that okay. would suck because i liked where nick was going with the with Lindsay I, I disco girl yeah in my head canon um things went horribly wrong when they were on the road and her parents had got a phone call that Lindsay had been like attacked or oh my god molested or something <laughs> and you say i'm dark <laughs> i i love imagining that so i loved how daniel at the end of the first night of D said you guys won't play again tomorrow like oh my god heart melt so i love imagining that Maybe he's going to chill out a little bit now. I mean, Mm -hmm. he ended up putting effort into learning AV Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. he did a good job. Now this might not last, but if he hangs out, plays D&D, things might turn around for him. I don't know. He might he's becoming a geek, or does that mean we're becoming cool guys? I <laughs> love I that. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> I too, love that. I feel, like I feel like throughout, he's been trying to find something he's good at. Like he may have been lying or like playing, like playing it a little bit um, when he was talking about how he was feeling when they said he would always be what track free. But that came from somewhere. Like he had to feel a certain way. 
about like not ever being really good at anything. And he, cause he, he kept bringing it up, but mm-hmm. like, he's gonna, he's I, like, I felt like when he got introduced to AV, I was like, he's going to turn out to like this. He's going to turn out to be good at this. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to see more of that, even though the actor's not my favorite person. Yep. He's no one's favorite person anymore. <laughs> yeah, true, true. He's and donating money say- to Ukraine. Which or to great. Ukrainian relief with his wife Mila Kunis, but yeah, no, wrong guy, wrong guy. What? We're talking oh, about sorry, James that's Franco. Ashton. <laughs> sorry, then never mind. I don't know what James Franco is doing. Sorry, yeah, totally wrong person. Off lawsuits. Oh, okay, then I yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know anything about what James Franco is doing. How did I get that confused? I know that they're two different people. That '70s mm-hmm. show, maybe. I've never watched similar that personalities. Okay, never watched it. They hate us because they ain't us. You never saw the interview. <laughs> no. The interview, it's it's good. <laughs> who who did that? Whose is that? Seth Rogen and James Franco. It's oh, it's okay. a continuation of this. Kind oh, of the thing. the interview. I actually no, I didn't see it, but my now ex husband and I bought tickets to the opening night because it had been you know being was it. It, it was attacked by what China or no, no Korea, North Korea. North Korea. Korea. That's right. North Korea so we bought tickets to opening night, but didn't go. I just went. to support it. Cool. It was fun. Nice. <laughs> it didn't okay. sound like it was our thing, but we wanted mm-hmm. to. Support I have an it. appreciation for Katy Perry that I never had, and it's all due to the interview. Nice. Okay. Fireworks. <laughs> all right. <laughs> have to go back and watch the movie <laughs> it's worth it it's worth cool. it a fun fact about the bully i think his name was alan he was one of the kids in the sandlot oh i never watched the sandlot i've never seen the sandlot mm-hmm. you should see the sandlot it's pretty good mm-hmm. um, he's the one with the glasses uh, in it cool. and it- i see him i've seen him pop up here and there you know the the guidance counselor who's mm-hmm. always trying to get Lindsay to get back on the right track. Uh, his storyline, for some strange reason, resonated with me with the warden in Orange Is the New Black because they both had like this weird side life where they were in bands <laughs> that nobody knew about. <laughs> and when like the kids go to that bar and like the guidance counselor is playing in the band and busts them so they can't get drinks. <laughs> I was like, I was having weird orange is the new black f- flashbacks. <laughs> if you know what I'm referring to, maybe you don't. He did bust them kind of gently. He was I a mean, great he guy. <laughs> yeah, he didn't like stop playing. He didn't point at them and, you know, stop mid or even out the mid song or anything. He he waited, he kept playing. He didn't let on he saw them. And he didn't call the bouncer to escort them out. So well, he just had them It could have been much much worse. Beard. Right. Yeah. Which was his responsibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I mean, they'll probably never be able to get back in, even if they get new fake IDs, but. Well, we're uh, known now to the uh, right. door people. And didn't the, the, I guess the guidance counselor, he knew that they were coming or so, something and had them. Did he? How did he know they were coming? I, I don't I think don't so. Know. Okay. No, never they mind. just showed up. 
mm-hmm. with their fake IDs. That was the yep. big thing that they had scored were fake IDs after yeah. dealing with that yeah. skeezy yeah. character. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, and they didn't know he was the, okay. that band okay. playing. Yeah, they were shocked. Then. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think one thing I loved about the show is, is going to sound like a backhanded compliment. Um, the actors at that time looked very real and not mm-hmm. Hollywood. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you're talking like parallels between us and my so-called life, those characters were all very pretty, very attractive characters. Except for the guy across the street. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, these characters felt like people I could have been in high school with. That was intentional. <laughs> According to Fig, when they were casting, they were looking for everybody. They had an open casting. They didn't want beautiful people. In fact, they, they hired Franco because they thought he was weird looking. And then suddenly people started saying, oh, he's heartthrobbish. It's like, oh, God, maybe we should fire him. <laughs> because they wanted normal looking guys. Oh, and goodness. Franco interviewed uh, or not he he went to the audition with um seal and they both were going for the nick part wow. and um you know they f- both found out that they'd been cast and like didn't know which one would be which <laughs> who would get nick and who would get the other guy it's like and seagull went well maybe you'll be the cool guy and i'll be I'll be the the guy the uh, the drummer, and Franco's response was, "Yeah, get out of here." <laughs> so the three of them were unknown before this. Pretty much, wow. Ninety nine, wow. yeah. Everybody in it was unknown. All the kids mm-hmm. were. Mm-hmm. This was the first thing Seth Rogen ever did, Whoa. and he just and he just like kind of waltzed into an interview or, or audition. He just so kinda, Linda Cardellini went from this to ER then? I'm not aware of the time frame of... It must have been. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it may not have been the first thing for everybody, mm-hmm. but like this, they were not looking for names. Right. They were not looking for beauty. They yeah. were looking for themselves. Yeah. A real high school environment and they did not expect to get on nbc they were expecting to get on fox mm. they thought they could sell this to fox and fox went not interested so wow. they took it to cbs and cbs said not interested <laughs> and then they ended up on nbc and then the person who was championing it got booted mm-hmm. wow. that's weird it does have more of a fox feel to it mm-hmm. and of course er was on nbc Mm-hmm. And Linda Cardellini was, I forget, 23 or 24 at the time of Freaks and Geeks. So 2003 to 2009 is when she was on ER. Okay, cool. So fears later. Don't get me wrong. She's beautiful. I think she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, even on the show she was, but yeah, still it was very much kind of a... The actor who played her brother was actually as young as he seems mm-hmm. on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they did not cast somebody who looked that age. They just went and cast. They cast him because he was perfect for it. Mm-hmm. He's very tall now. And, oh yeah, like a reunion with all of them, and he's like the tallest of them. Oh wow! Oh, and the guy weird. who plays Neil, mm-hmm. his audition was terrible. They sent the tape. 
It was like the worst audition they'd ever seen. But then at the end of the audition, he did like an impression of William Shatner. And that got him the job. Oh, no. <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> oh, I love it. I think Neil is one of the characters that my opinion of kind of changed a little on this viewing. And that uh, the first couple of times around, I I really liked all of the characters. And then this time around, I was like, oh, he's a little too, a little too smarmy for me. Yeah. So that was, it's weird how your perception changes over time. Um, I do, I love Bill. I think Bill was my favorite character, um, has been my favorite character throughout every watch that I have done. Well, he's the heart. To this day, I love Martin Starr. I I love, you know, he grew into his looks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well as long as he wasn't wearing those those glasses were horrible <laughs> and you know and that was part of the costume for that character yeah. so and yeah. his eddie munster like <laughs> crew cut hair <laughs> that hair with widow's peak yeah <laughs> i love him and he's coming back for they're doing another season of party down um, oh cool what so, party down's coming back yeah wow yeah so that's another one. If you like Freaks and Geeks, if you like some of the characters or some of the actors, he's in that. Uh, Lizzie Kaplan, who you see in Freaks and Geeks, is in that. Mm-hmm. That's yep. He's the teacher in the Spider-Man trilogy. Hmm. I loved the I loved the episode when um, who was it that was coming to town? Um, it was Vice President, Vice President um, Bush. Yeah. It was Bush. George H.W. Bush. Yeah. That was a great episode. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, that's I think that's the episode where we got that really cool turn um, for Ken. Like you guys said before, we didn't get really too much depth with him before. And when his girlfriend first told him, um, like, like how she was born, I was like, he can't handle that he, he's gonna fuck <laughs> this up because one it's, it was set in the 80s mm. it came out in 99 i said how are they gonna handle this story they're gonna fuck it up so when he told his friends what had happened and when she heard that he told them i was like this is not gonna work out she's gonna break up with him but like he turned it around during that conversation with sam and he's like, yeah, I had fun with my girlfriend. No, no, we, me and my girlfriend, we do this and that. And that. Let me see with my girlfriend. I was like, but she's still going to dump you because you're horrible. And, but no, they didn't. And I, <laughs> I, I, I love that. that. That made me really enjoy his character way more than I had. Like, not that his character had been bad at all. Just mm-hmm. I was not given anything really to care about. Mm-hmm. It's just sense. in the background. He, yeah. He was a side. He was yeah. a tag yep. along. Yeah. But yep. when he goes to the guidance counselor. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. because he's gay I <laughs> he think thinks he I might be, be gay, gay and he and thinks the guidance counselor the guidance is counselor. gay mm-hmm. <laughs> but I best. love that he's exploring yeah. I that he might be gay because his girlfriend was born intersex yeah. and he just doesn't understand at all yeah. and I love that he was exploring and opening up to the guidance counselor about it mm-hmm. and then he bought the two magazines yeah, I'm 
admit it was all misguided, but it was so sweet. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I mean, when do we see storylines like that now? I mean, obviously I'm not watching everything out there, but wow, that was deep. Mm -hmm. Good times. And, you know, in in regular Susan fashion, we've got to talk about the hair. Because it's like, did it change somewhere like halfway through Ooh. the season? Like, um, yes, Seagulls certainly Seagulls. did. Yeah. Because oh, suddenly yes. it looked exactly like Seth Rogen. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, what's happening here? Do they have, the, did they get the wrong wigs? Yeah. <laughs> I, so I, I caught that too. It was like a Brady Bunch thing where in the middle of this, they all got perms. Perms. Or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, the girls looking at us. It's like, mm-hmm. what? What's going on? Anyway, yeah. Yep. Yes. Oh, the episode where Siegel ends up, uh, his, his drums are taken away and he, he oh. lives with Lindsay, Lindsay's family for a while. Yes. And he's at her door in his tiny whiteies. Oh my God. <laughs> no, like, those Please were... don't let my father wake up. Go to bed. <laughs> that underwear was ridiculous. It yeah. was so oh my God. Funny. <laughs> And but the family whole... loves him more than they love him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that he, he learned more about drumming. You know, yes. he, he learned about a jazz drummer. It's like, yes. oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. This is cool. Mm-hmm. But that talk Loved with that Flaherty, episode. where yeah. he talks with his, his daughter about, like, why he's being so kind to the stranger and why he's so tough on her. It's like, that cut to it, man. That, that really... Yeah. That it made sense. It was honest. It was it was lovely. I, mm-hmm. I'd say it was lovely. Yeah. yeah. And I, I love that how he was pushing Nick to be better. And I'm sure Nick's father had the same conversation with them. Maybe it was just a difference in the tone of how he received it because he's like, You are pushing me because you want me to be better. That's awesome. And then like when they were having their not dance party, but they were rocking out in that room to the jazz. Like I, I enjoy that so much. I like I love the father's relationship with his kids and with the other kids. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, can we talk about when um Daniel and um Kim showed up <laughs> <laughs> and have sex on the on the <laughs> on the counter? Her parent Lindsay's parents were pretty cool. Yeah. They weren't just, you know, yelling and screaming and saying, all y'all get out of here. Absolutely not. No way. No, they were really compassionate. I mean, a a few times they said, you'll never speak to those kids again. They're bad influence, but they tried. Once once they had sex, then they became (laughs) compassionate. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah. Seriously. (laughs) Have you noticed these families tend to be Republican? Or yeah. conservatives, yeah. It's like Wonderfalls. This I don't think they were in uh, in my so-called life. I think they were. Liberals. Think so. Yeah, but like it just struck me like that seems to be a, a comedy mind that they put in their back pocket. Like let's make these guys. It's like everybody's a Democrat until they get a little money. Yeah, <laughs> I think even Alex P. Keaton said that in Family Ties. <laughs> Mm. Oh yeah, right. That, yeah, he's the Republican the, of that family. Right, right. That's that's the battle cry of the Republicans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. I know. My dad said that. Being compassionate about others is only goes as far as the dollars you make. Right. 
I just thought of something because earlier we were, and you can totally cut this out, but we were talking earlier about the parallels between this and my so-called life. And it's very similar to, to the parallels that I draw between sex in the city and girls. Um, and Lindsay's mom is Lena Dunham's mom and girls. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Like, I don't know. It's true. <laughs> it to me. It's, it's really weird. But... I haven't What's... seen girls. So... I haven't either. I've, I've seen, seen a little bit. Of... But that's cool. Yeah, barely. Girl, I have like cool thoughts on sex in the city versus girls. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should have a podcast yeah. about it. Maybe we got to do a girls front. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> He was Adam Driver before he was Adam Driver. Wow. One thing that struck me was uh, in the middle of this, uh, I I caught Turning Red, the uh, new Pixar Mm -hmm. film. And it is the same setup. Mm -hmm. High academic girl. Mm -hmm. Has anybody seen Turning Red? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, It's it's the, the, the girl who's good at school <laughs> is driven um basically encounters a crisis that changes things and suddenly she's doing questionable things um <laughs> and the questionable things in in turning red are providing photos of herself <laughs> for others <laughs> as a as a, a red panda but like it's like I was watching it. I was going, wait a minute. In real life, what is this supposed to be? <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> but uh, it's a fun film. Highly, highly recommended. But it was like, oh, the childhood angst over again. I've, I've had like too much of it. <laughs> I so have they. So much. Yeah. So have the teens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But that's why shows keep getting made because they need some other people to relate to about it. And we have to keep updating the time and place. Or we could just show them these shows. Here's yes. the best of the best. <laughs> you don't need yes. to watch any new stuff. Yeah. Well, no, sometimes. <laughs> I'm up with- we need new stuff. Yeah. We do need new stuff. Because- like we have. Oh, I was going to say, well, because technology changes and everything and the kids are going to say, well, nowadays we would just do this. And, you know, instead of, you know, the whole lengths that they went through back then. So, yeah. Does that mean you don't watch the X-Files anymore because everybody's got a cell phone now? Like we did, a lot of the X-File plots would be completely trashed if like, you know, you had access to the instant communications that exist today. No, but we're just saying that while, yes, teens can definitely get a lot out of these shows, they will still want updated shows that Mm -hmm. are more contemporary. Yeah, something they can relate to a little more closely. Yeah, that they feel like they can relate to more. Yeah, right. You are explaining the reason we get remakes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And everybody complains about it but they'll never... That's right. Get off my lawn. (laughs) (laughs) We'll complain about some of them, not all of them. Like the Fresh Prince reboot, remake. Amazing. Is it? What? Yes. Yes. Go watch it. (laughs) 
Did y'all just see that Bill Skarsgård is slated to play the crow? I know I've mixed feelings. I love him. I want him to do something. Me too. <laughs> I just Why? don't know that I want to see a remake of Brandon Lee. Nope. Peak Brandon Lee, last Brandon Lee. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it happens. I know. I just saw an episode of Unsolved Mysteries where they talked about Brandon Lee. Aww. Speaking of watching old shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching Unsolved Mysteries on <laughs> Discovery Plus. This is how you recover when <laughs> you're feeling ill. You turn on Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, that's been what I watch before we go to bed. <laughs> you have something to think about when you're falling asleep, right? Yeah. Solve the mystery. I wonder. Dreams. Unsolved Mysteries, and then we put on a Harry Potter and we go to bed. Oh, nice. But I'm at the end of whatever they have available so I'll just switch to something else mm. it was homicide hunter for a while Yeesh. <laughs> I know I was teasing you about me <laughs> and I go really dark before I go to bed <laughs> yeah so it's it's all explained now <laughs> yes all right. oh I saw Jared Leto in a new movie <gasps> What'd you think? What'd you think? It was terrible. <laughs> I was disappointed. <laughs> Did you see it? Yes. I wasn't oh. disappointed, although they're not going to watch it. <laughs> I'm Batman. Every time. Every time he would walk into like the bats. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What I, do you I, need I, the imagery for? <laughs> but I, I had fun with it. I was enjoying it, and then it started to bore me, unfortunately. Yeah, I was like, "Where it's not doing anything with... I thought the setup was fine. I was enjoying the film up to a point, and then yeah. it just kind of did nothing. <laughs> so for the things that they set up, do you want them to move forward with it, or you're like, don't touch it? I could care less. <laughs> it's like to, to me, it's like all movies, all superhero films are yeah. going to be better than what I grew up watching. I watched, you know, when Captain America had a motorcycle helmet for, and wrote a, <laughs> you know, his shield was the windshield of the thing. Come on. I, I yeah. had, you know, everything's going to be better than that. So yeah. I give things a shot. I was, I was sadly disappointed by the, the, but like he did a fine job. Matt Smith did a fine job. Everybody in it was, doing okay i think it's just the direction was lackluster and a lot of the action was hard to comprehend it's like what am i looking at this is like a transformers battle scene i it's just a bunch of shit flying around on screen i I don't know what's happening (laughs) so i don't know i would still take adam west running around with a with a bomb like (laughs) sometimes (laughs) there's no way to get rid of a bomb (laughs) oh lord that's right. He was Batman the best 66. Batman. Yes. <laughs> anyway. I, I love the Batman. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Excellent. I'm looking forward to backwards. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really good. The one that just came out with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's it'll perfect. be out on HBO Max this month. He's okay. outgrown that. He's not that guy anymore. Rob Bat, Bat, and Bat. 
I mean, yeah. he's always going to kind of be that guy. <laughs> Either that or he's like Cedric Diggory falling out of a tree. I mean, oh, yeah. Always. True, true. I don't know. The lighthouse kind of opened my eyes to his ability. His yes. Job. Yes. It's like this guy can do anything. Yes, he can. <laughs> I was partial to him in Tenet as well. Mm-hmm. He was very slick in Tenet. Yeah. But yes, I- acting chops from the lighthouse. Yeah. So mm-hmm. can we acknowledge Bruce Willis retiring due to aphasia? Mm-hmm. Now, what is and aphasia? Mm-hmm. So it is a problem it's damage to the brain temporal lobe area left side that causes problem they say with communication so what that specifically means is either input or output and they haven't specified or i haven't read that they've specified what kind he has so and it's very rare that it would be both so it's usually either that you don't understand what people are okay. Either there are actually a few forms that you don't understand what people saying, what people are saying to you. You don't understand what you're reading. You can't get out stuff by writing. You can't get out stuff by speaking. And then there can be a hard thing for an actor to. Oh my God. Yes. So yeah, I, I haven't read an indication of, of what form he has. I'm imagining because apparently people have noticed it and is acting for several years yeah. that it's the output. So where he has had yeah. a difficult time speaking. So yeah, like converting the- what he's thinking or what he's memorized into words, yeah. spoken words. Yeah. They mentioned like for a couple of movies he's done in the past, um, they ended up cutting a lot of his lines. Um, and well, I mean, just to prepare for, for what had to come. Yeah. Um, and also like they, they would reshoot the scenes quite a bit um, to get it right. And also he, he'd have a, um, an earpiece with someone oh. feeding him the lines if needed. But he had no. an assistant for that. No. But I'm glad his family, they're taking care of him now. Yeah, that's good. That's sad. Um, Now, you know, Die Hard is already in our annual rotation, but now even, you know, like 100% for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And like that goes again to show like you never know what a person is going through. Mm -hmm. So we always got to remember that. Like I remember when the news first came out, um, like the way people were speaking about it, there a lot of people were talking about it like he's dead. And I hate that. (sighs) That's, that's frustrating, you know, and, and also, so I would like to look up a definition. Okay. So yes, I, I, I understand, you know, what cognition and cognitive mean, but so with, with some people writing it, you know, that it's affected, uh, it has affected his cognitive abilities, to me, it, and I, yes, okay, it's the same thing, but there seems to be something judgmental when you say it's affected his cognitive abilities because it's, it's a processing yeah. issue. Yeah. Yep. Somehow his brain was damaged, probably through a stroke that might not have been noticed. Mm-hmm. 
And now he can't process language. It sounds very similar to what John Millius went through, where he, he like lost the ability to speak. And he's a yeah. character. Yeah. Well, I think it very well also, I remember the, the girl from Game of Thrones, um, Amelia Nina. Clark, oh, yeah. has either this or something similar. Mm-hmm. It went, oh, that's right. She had a stroke, didn't she? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No, and she had to like, relearn her name or something Mm -hmm. so yeah it can be possible to recover depending on how extensive the damage is but yeah so often you just don't when the damage is deep enough interesting sorry to hear it yeah Yeah. and you're aware of it it seems like yeah Mm -hmm. which is just dreadful yeah that's Sounds like the sunken place from Get Out. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're aware of what's going on, but you're down. You can't can't communicate it. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's lucky when people don't have the combination of an inability to speak and write. It's lucky, you know, relatively speaking, when maybe you lose the ability to speak you know what I mean? As in mm-hmm. you can speak, you just, you know, are confused about what you're saying, but yeah. you can still write effectively yeah. or vice versa. Yeah. Like I said, I read something about it, not related to what happened with him, but like just reading the book, uh, like years ago and like the character, like that form of aphasia was like, they would say words and it would be a completely different word than they meant to say. So that, that's what I was thinking initially um, when they were talking about it, mm-hmm. like until they explain more like what you were saying, Kelly. Mm-hmm. I can't point to which of his books exactly has at least one story about it, but the neuroscientist Oliver Sacks. Mm-hmm. So he wrote many books, but and he's dead now. But one of the books I think is most famous was The Man Who Mistook His Wife for a Hat. And he is the doctor on whom Awakenings with Robin Williams was based. Okay. So he has written some vignettes and stories about aphasia. Okay. Yeah. Which help people grasp. Yeah. What it means, you know, through actual, Mm -hmm. I was going to say entertaining (laughs) case studies, you know, engaging, not entertaining, engaging case studies because you know when you have a person you can imagine going through it it's more understandable or comprehensible i'm glad he's got people looking out for him and i wish him the best he's provided me with many countless countless entertaining evenings i'm a big fan of hudson hawk (laughs) and he's got more films coming out this year it sounds like several yeah they said he did like 22 films in the last four or five years yeah i saw an article also saying we got to talk about hollywood's exploitation of bruce willis during this period of time yeah so wow i mean when was the last i think maybe looper was the last time i saw a film of this That was actually that was it was good. That was good. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, yeah, he's he's put out tons of films, but most yeah. of them are of a quality you would not yeah. care to watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've kind of like written them off. <laughs> so, yeah. It's like, oh, this stars Bruce Willis. Keep looking. 
<laughs> yeah. For next month for one and done, we're doing profit. And Woo-hoo. yeah. <laughs> How many people Is have it? watched Profit? I've nope. I've watched it, but I don't really remember <laughs> too much. What up, Court? What's up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't remember. Is this ET or IT? IT. All right, profit. So it's like Not our oh, yeah. it like our yeah. um greed. Yes. Podcast. Okay. This, yeah. is, this yeah. is the height of you're gonna see <laughs> you're gonna see some computer graphics that are going to make you laugh out loud. <laughs> <laughs> So the IT fits. <laughs> we're talking profit yeah. with bad IT. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. we're just talking some shit graphics, but they're they're <laughs> they're they're entertaining as hell, and this show is off the freaking chain. So get ready for living in a cardboard box with Jim Prop. Let's do this. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> but next week we have our our Easter special. Yay! We're watching Midnight Mass. It's the perfect Easter miniseries. Some of us for the first time because y'all two have already watched it at least Mm -hmm. once each. Mm -hmm. And I I saved it for this week. Yeah, I can't wait to hear your reactions. I know. (laughs) Yeah, and I think I did that for y'all's entertainment. Cool. So, so yeah, that'll be fun. Chris? Yes. Have you seen Midnight Mass? I have not. Okay. Well, I have un- unfortunately have been spoiled. Oh. No. Well, I have not. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm not going to say <laughs> anything. I know nothing. I I'm know not nothing. But yeah, someone someone gave away a big thing. I didn't know there was anything to get. I mean, there always is something to give away. But no, I know yeah. nothing. Good time. Except there's something at midnight and it has something to do with mass and Woo! that y'all thought it was appropriate for Easter, <laughs> meaning there's something demonic. <laughs> what? That doesn't mean that. Demonic bunnies. <laughs> no, it's it's appropriate for, for Easter in the same way that Die Hard is appropriate for Christmas. Night of the Lepus 2. There's a demon in it, at least one. And he's got big ears. And he hops. Donnie Darko. <laughs> teeth. That would be Donnie Darko. Gnashing teeth. Oh, it's just a harmless little bunny. <laughs> yes. As long as he leaves little Reese's peanut butter cup eggs for me. Yeah. Yeah. There's then plenty of those in this show. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cadbury <laughs> eggs. Time to bust out the Cadbury. Right. Right. Okay. <laughs> so there's a zombie Jesus in it. You'll love it. Total Easter. Mm-hmm. I think Jesus is a bit of a zombie after Easter, isn't he? By definition. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> zombie Christ is a pitch my friend has had for many years. Yeah. <laughs> people, you know, people get mad when you there when are. you mention that. It's like well, <laughs> technically he's a zombie, you know? Yeah. And yeah, my Sunday school teacher didn't appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> they don't. They just don't. They don't dig it. Nope. That's what we do around here. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We, we go it. there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. And so, yeah, and after that, we'll be catching up on The Walking Dead and 
all of that. I so. still need to, I need to catch up. All right, that's what I'll be doing this week. Yeah. The yeah. final season. That's the right. party's over. Part two. No, I heard somebody, I heard somebody call it this is the, <laughs> the second trimester of the final season. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's a good way to describe it. Yeah. And and there's yeah. so many spinoffs and prequels and it's ridiculous sequels, and it's never gonna I'm be excited. over. But it is for me because I jumped back in only for this final season and then I'm done. So how's it been? Oh, well, I've watched, I know I, I am not fully in yet because I started with the first trimester and, um, but now I need to just skip ahead and I'm curious as to how that was your experience of not watching it for this period of time and then jumping back in. How was it? Um, well, I need to fully get back in. I'm doing it um, because I haven't watched in years mm-hmm. and I wanted to join in the fun with the Geek Girl Suit Buddies. So are you like watching we did just for the Power. final episode? I mean, final season or are, yes. are you trying to catch up? No, I'm not catching up. I'm so just you've jumping only in watched, with the last. Right, right. So you've only watched the seasons. No, no. I watched up until Negan killed Abraham and Glenn. Yep. Got that. And have you watched anything past that? I watched recaps and that's it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, has it not started? Uh, Maybe I'm missing it. It has. It It has. has. So you've watched the first trimester, right? No. No. I watched the first (laughs) few of the first trimester. Then I got um, caught up in the Oscars and Spirit Awards. Okay. So I'm going to have to skip the first trimester, watch, rewatch the recap and just jump to the second trimester oh, yeah. so I can record with them. <laughs> I was just curious, like what your experience was going back to these group of people that you haven't seen for years who have changed greatly, mm-hmm. one would assume. Mm-hmm. No. Well, she started, she started, but she stopped when I told her this was only part two or three. <laughs> She's like, she got so mad. <laughs> yes, I thought it was. I thought it was two halves. I didn't know it was trimester. So, so yes, I'm gonna rewatch the first trimester recap, and and now I will binge through the second trimester so I can podcast with y'all. When we're done here, y'all can tell me what date that is so I can be sure I'm done. And it's okay. if it's tomorrow, then obviously I won't be doing that. No, you got a couple of weeks. Okay, good. Then I'm fine. I think, yeah, three weeks exactly. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. I'm set then. Because I haven't caught up yet either. So, see, it's that engaging. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were doing a weekly podcast on the show. On the no, a no. Walking Dead? No. Yeah. No. No. Mm-mm. No. Well, what we did was like, we would do it like every four weeks and then it got to like at the end of every, you know, section, every eight week section. And then it's, and now it's just like, wow, so like, that's how the interest fell off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With a whimper, like, like when, a zombie disintegrating in the sun. When you go <laughs> this far past your expiration date, it's just, yeah. 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 Well, just for your knowledge, I stopped when you stopped. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I watched another week's worth. I did the same with the comic. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I read, I read I... the comic book up until that point and I was like, you know, I just don't need this in my life. I never see the with comic. the comic. I went back after six months after after that happened oh. and then kept kept on. Chris, the exact moment I stopped watching was I don't remember if it was the week after he killed them or two weeks later. And Negan shows up at the yeah. gate of Alexandria and mm-hmm. he knocks on the gate and random dude opens it. And Negan is standing there with Lucille and dude asks him, who are you? <laughs> and you were like, no, what? I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Nobody then, told you about what was right, right. And then Negan pointed and said, a look, a tarpet. It's not going to register at all. Right. I can, I could suspend disbelief for everything else in the show, but that one moment I just couldn't do. <laughs> I, I, I fully get that, that, that makes perfect sense to me. I, I you know, on top of other things that have been annoying me, which I have forgotten at this point, cause it's been so long, but that one thing that was the last straw, I'm like, no, you just <laughs> yeah. treated me like I was stupid. So. Yeah, next week, Midnight Mass. <laughs> next month, Profit. <laughs> and other stuff in between. Yeah. Right. 20 minutes later, we're finally going back to the wrap up. And eventually, The Walking Dead. Eventually. If we can bring ourselves to watch that second Put trimester. a stake through that heart. Yeah. Yep. Power through it. Power through so it. It's, it's almost over. <laughs> so everyone enjoyed Freaks and Geeks, yes? Yes. 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 Good times. <laughs> so glad to hear. We'll be back for 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 more next time. So until then, everybody, geek on. <laughs>